<sighs> it's a rough day for me as a Chargers fan. Welcome to another episode of Express Yourself. This is titled The Rough Day. I am your host, Devontae Little. And I must say, it is very tough being a fan of the Chargers, being a fan of the Lions, a new fan. I am very disappointed. This is where my Chargers probably go through the rough patch. Yeah, it was all, oh, see, we're ready. When we were 1-0. And, and then all of a sudden, guess what? We're 1-2. We get destroyed at home by the Jaguars. And y'all know that's a team that I respected from episode 1. I said I'm scared of that team as far as uh, who's going to win the division standpoint. It's going to be between them and the Colts, right? Maybe. Okay, that's not the point. We get blown off the map. Bosa's hurt. Herbert's hurt. He played hurt and was still out there. We were down 28 points or whatever the case was. I want our coach to be let go. Oh, LA Radio, y'all need me over there. Because we all would be looking for their job. Maybe it'll motivate, and maybe some of the players will hate me with me being a Chargers fan. I think they need it there in LA. Get me over there, you guys. They need me to motivate them to do something. Because I love the way the Texans have played. Even though they're 0-2-1, the Texans have a very good shot at beating us. And they're at home. I cannot lose that game. I will be in Ford Field during the time of this game. And I'm going to do whatever I can to be you know, kind of paying attention to the game because I'm going to be at the Lions game. And ain't no telling where I'm going to be sitting at right at the moment. It's going to be an element of surprise come Sunday morning when we arrive to Ford Field. We should arrive at Ford Field at 10 a.m. That's the plan. That should happen. Now, I move on to the Lions. Oh, the Lions. But before I do that, after the Texans game, we get the Browns. We go to Cleveland. And I'm already putting a nail to that because I love the way they're playing. And we still can't figure out the run. You know what's the problem with the Chargers? We really do suck. Yes, we may have a franchise quarterback, and I'm putting that in quotations. He just can't win the big games. That's all I've been saying. And it sucks. It sucks that he cannot win the big games. And he loses the games he's supposed to win. Granted, he played injured against the Jags. Bosa is out. Slater is out. What is going on here with my team? Keenan Allen hopefully is going to play. Parham's out. Guyton's out for the year. Slater's out for the year. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Bosa's on IR. Ain't no telling how long he's out. We won't have an O-line. Freaking uh, Justin Herbert could possibly die on the field against the Texans. And let alone Miles Garrett. I know he got into an accident. Speed recovery. He's most likely going to play in that game. Excuse me, against uh, against us on the ninth. 
And lo and behold, we got the Broncos after that. And the Seahawks, who Geno Smith knows how to complete passes. And I'm going to see firsthand. Not an easy schedule for us. Our season could be shot. Especially if we lose. Now let's move on to the Lions. The Lions. What is this? You have the game against Minnesota. Yes, I thought we were going to lose. But in the end, we had that game. We had it. Should have won it. Caught the timeout for whatever reason. And next play, touchdown Vikings. What are you what are you doing, Dan Campbell? I'm gonna be able to talk to executives on Sunday. Can I meet Coach Dan Campbell, please? Hey, Coach, what were you thinking? I am an up-and-coming podcaster, broadcaster here, and Mr. Campbell, answer a couple of questions for me. Why did you call a timeout? Why do you constantly make these boneheaded plays, boneheaded decisions? Why don't you go for it on fourth down when you've been going for it all game? And which I haven't even agreed upon that. And you did it. And then when it mattered, you didn't do it. Hey, if you don't get it, okay, well, y'all just didn't execute the play. Everybody loves to say, oh, well, if he didn't get you, and said, oh, why did he go for it on fourth down? No, you went for it on fourth down a million gazillion times, and you couldn't do it the one time that it really mattered? Lions gotta gotta win the game where you're the underdog. Please do it. When are they gonna win the road game finally? I say against New England, that was the game I had us losing. But with Mac Jones being out in New England looking terrible, I think Lions go three and two going into the bye and then we get ready for the Cowboys. And we'll be discussing that as the um as the days go by, I would say. But I had to rave on that. Because by then, when we get to the Cowboys game, oh, you know what's here? The NBA. So, it's going to be here before we do Now, I'm done with the dramatics. I can move on to what else has been going on in the NFL. Starting with the 3-0 teams. Dolphins, Eagles. They're the only 3-0 teams. Which team do I love more? Right now, it is the Eagles. That was That's the team, I think, who win the division. I don't think Dolphins win the division. They do have a hold in the division because they beat the Bills. That's great. Beat them again and you keep on winning Dolphins, hey, you will prove me wrong. But I don't think the Dolphins look that dominant because the Ravens' defense just really let you down in that fourth quarter where that was the loss for the Dolphins. It looked like all was lost Lamar Jackson MVP type year and then the Bills they really couldn't score when they got in the red zone touchdowns please can I please have a touchdown Josh Allen had 400 yards against this defense this defense still has issues and I think Joe Burrow would give them issues uh, tomorrow as I would get to the picks Dolphins still have some things to go through. Now, offensively, Tua looks great. Now, I know he's got a little injury, and I think he should kind of just lay low in this game because you got Teddy Bridgewater as your backup. And I don't know if a lot of you guys knew that, but I think Teddy will be able to get this offense where he needs to be, and I'm hoping he's practicing with the first team here. But with the way the Eagles are playing, it's very dominant because I really thought the uh, commanders was going to come out ready to go. And yet the Eagles have really been dominant all year. I know the Eagles-Lions game was, you know, final score was three points. But that was an indication of Lions coming back for four minutes or whatever. How much time was left in that game. But the Eagles was already blowing the Lions out. But with Jalen Hurts playing like that, that's outstanding. And when you have these weapons, you have A.J. Brown, 
on the offensive side. You, you go ahead and get Jordan Davis. You get some others on defense. You, your off, offensive line is healthy. The play calling is, is doing wonders. Everything is working out. The Eagles is the more impressive team. But remember how I said in episode one, we need a team um, that is going to go undefeated and continue that because we always have that team that just keeps on winning games. And I think the Eagles is your team to do it cause, because, first of all, I think Dolphins lose tomorrow. And, yeah, I, I like I like the Eagles to be that team that stays hot. How hot would it be? Would it get exposed? Would things happen? I think they will stay hot. They will have just enough to win the division if they continue this. But I will say, on the Eagles' side of things, they do have Jacksonville. And depending on how they play against Jacksonville, I think people will start recognizing how real this team is. But if Jacksonville finds a way to win this game, I think Jacksonville covers too. I'm giving you some picks along the way too, so... Sorry in advance, because we still got the pick segment. But with the Eagles, we get Jacksonville, Arizona, Cowboys, the big game, Sunday night, October 16th. Have that circle. And then they get the bye week, Steelers, Texans, Commanders again, Colts, Packers. So, I mean, they start getting some tough games until you get kind of like to the end of the year. And, you know, maybe the Cowboys game again will get a tough one, Christmas Eve, uh, for, you know, for you. So... You know, I'm, I'm paying attention to this. But all these games, it's going to come up. My present team is the Eagles. Colts and Jags. Which team am I scared of between the two? I'm telling you, it's the Jags. Now, the Colts, they're, I said it, they're a better team than what their record is. 1-1-1. One and one and one. They should really be 2-1 right now. You know, with a, with a nice little edge, they probably come out better against Jacksonville. But right now, Jacksonville, because they just shut out the Colts. They just got the Colts number, especially when you're in Jacksonville. So, you know, I think Jacksonville is playing pretty good football right now. They blow out my team, and they beat the Colts the way they did. Trevor Lawrence is playing so much better, not turning the ball over. Uh, Christian Kirk, he's, a, he's the leading receiver for the team. Zay Jones making some plays. Marvin Jones as well. Uh, trying to get Evan Ingram involved. And, and the running attack, I mean, James Robinson is... I'm on one of the top running backs in the game. And you got Travis Ntn too, who's ready to go. But James Robinson is pretty good. And what the defense has been able to do, you've seen uh, Josh Allen get a couple of sacks. Everybody's just making, making, uh, you know, making key plays. You know, in this, in this uh, whole, this whole uh, defense here. Everybody's just ready to play, and, and that's what I love to see. And, and they're getting turnovers. That's the good thing. They're, they're forcing fumbles. That's also good. Um, you know, special teams has been pretty good. Um, so, you know, you need that. Now, I like Jacksonville here. And then, then you look on the coach side. What of uh, Matt Ryan are you going to get? You know, he's not completing his passes. He's turning the ball over. You know, and the, and the issue is, you know, I think the, the offense, they, I think they really need a true number one. I don't think Michael Pittman is a true number one, but they got some good weapons. You know, Jonathan Taylor, let's get him in the end zone. He got to get some, some uh, touchdowns in, and the defense got to come up with some uh, turnovers, and they got to get in field goal range. That's the pro- That's also the problem with the coach. They can't get in field goal range. They can't get in scoring range. But when they do, they seem to do pretty well. But, of course, that's always key. Jags is like my my team that I'm scared of. Watching the Packs and the Bucks, that was a, a little tough uh, with the no offense for real. But Rodgers was able to get a couple of touchdowns in this game. They throw an interception, whatever. Uh, they, they seem to try to get the running attack going. But, of course, you know, you cannot run against the Tampa Bay defense. But... How about the rookie Romeo Dobbs? You know, he looked very, very good. Don't know where he's from. He went to Nevada. Uh, and he looked really good, and you kind of needed that. You know, if you're if you're a Packers fan, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you needed Dobbs to come out ready to go. And he, he was making some very good catches. Um, Aaron Jones, he, he, he fumbled, and it was only because Vita Vea came out, made a big hell of a play. But he's going to need his other guys healthy. Watson needs to be healthy, and uh, Watkins also needs to be healthy. We're going to get it going. You know, uh, 
as far as Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady, he, he got to have better time management. I don't know what's going on. It's been like that for the last few years now. Uh, it's just all the time, and I can't tell time. don't know if he got time timeouts. And, uh, and we're still waiting on Leonard Fournette to get his touchdowns and all of that. And Green Bay, I figured he would have gotten it. Green Bay doesn't strike me as one of the best rushing defenses, but they look very good uh, in Sunday's action. Uh, but Russell Gage can't lose fumbles. That was Tampa Bay's problem. They win this game if they didn't turn, turn the ball over easily because they were in the territory scoring some touchdowns and they ended up fumbling twice by via their wide receivers so and, and it's crazy I, I talk football with everybody every day and everybody talks about man how do you feel about Tampa Bay I, you know I say well there's still a, a team to beat I think Tampa Bay is still that team I still think they win it all because everybody's doubting them right now and you just never can doubt Tom Brady we've always seen bad stories with Tom Brady and the next thing you know comes out they start winning games and here's Tampa Bay's schedule that they got coming up yes they got Kansas City not sure would they be in Tampa Bay and um for this game because of the hurricane um so you get the Falcons Steelers Panthers now the Ravens game would be a big one it's a short you know short week um and I can't wait for that game either and then they get uh they get the Rams. They get their rematch against the Rams. They get the Seahawks in the schedule, Browns, Saints, Niners, Bengals, Cards, Panthers, Falcons. So yeah, I mean, could they lose five, six games, whatever, maybe five, maybe well, who knows? Maybe they just run the table. But they need Godwin to get healthy. Uh, Mike Evans is back for, for this game against Kansas City, so that's great for Tom Brady, where I think, hey you guys, you might want to go ahead and take a prop bet for Mike Evans in that game, you know, just kind of be, you know, thinking about that. There you betters that are listening in to this episode of Express Yourself. Um, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson real quick. He had uh, yet another very, very good performance against New England. You know, it's supposed to be a very vaunted New England defense, but right now Lamar Jackson looks outstanding. You know, he's throwing for basically 250 uh, a game so far. He has 10 touchdowns. You'll take that. And he's only got sacked six times. You know, that's that's also a good number there. And he's able to run the ball, too. And he's looking to get the 1,000 yards rushing. And, you know, I know he only has 749 yards in three games. You know, he's not really used to that, you know, with quarterbacks. But, hey, you're throwing touchdowns. That's good. 10 touchdowns in three games. You're on pace to make a very good record. Uh, coming up your way. So keep it up, Lamar Jackson. And I think, hey, pay the man if you're uh, Baltimore, please. But they got a big contest against the Bills. We'll see how he does there. Because he always goes into that letdown spot. Got the Bills and you got the Bengals. These are two important games for me. And if he continues that, okay, maybe we see something. But he does go to the Giants all, uh, next month. And like I said, we've discussed the Ravens and Buccaneers maybe a couple of minutes ago. So, I mean, he's going to be facing some tough defenses. He's got Jacksonville on that schedule. Of course, you already know he has the Broncos. So, we will see how Lamar does against some top elite defenses in my eyes. But, hey, you pay the man. Pay the man, please. I want to talk about Jimmy G. I want to talk about the damn uh, Broncos, too. Like, what the hell? What is up with the Broncos? Why they can't get no offense? And why Jimmy G can't seem to find open guys? Now, both defenses was able to get after the quarterback. We've um, seen a sack for four different guys, including Nick Bosa on the, on the Niners side. And then on the Broncos side, you, of course, you have seen Bradley Chubb, a part of that. Uh, and Griffin was able to get an uh, interception off of Jimmy G. Uh, but... He missed Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel will have a 100-yard game if you see And you just have to find your guys. And this is what I talk about Jimmy G, you know, for. You know, he misses guys. That's the issue. Now, I've talked about the Niners not having weapons. But, hey, you got Debo. You got to always look at Debo. You shouldn't look any other way unless you're looking at Kittle. You got to look at one of those two guys. That's it. Now, the good thing is they have a run game, but you should be able to throw the ball if you got a good run game. And the Broncos wasn't ready for the run. 
Now, San Fran was doing pretty good against Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon because they, they it seemed like they know. I mean, uh, Sutton's going to do great. And Jerry Judy didn't look all that. Still seemed like he's a little bit injured there. But, I mean, Sutton is going to be Russell Wilson's number one target. So just remember that, just to keep that going. But how do I feel the Broncos are going to do? They're 2-1, they're and, and they haven't even figured it out. Now, they got the Raiders. The Raiders have been playing hard, and I would discuss more of the matchup. Did you get Raiders, Colts, Chargers, Jets, Jacks before your bye week? Hey, Broncos, you go 3-2 and two at least, you're going to look pretty good. But the Jets, that's like my automatic win. But you got three tough road games, Raiders, Chargers, and Jags. You got to beat the Colts. This is going to be a tough stretch for them. But, hey, if you're the Broncos, you want to win the division games. Hey, you go 2-3, and three, just make sure you win those division matchups before you get ready to face the division when the season uh, is closing in. Because you get the Chiefs twice and the Chargers – uh, you get the Chiefs in a month's time, and then Chargers ends it out. Broncos, you got to find a way to play better because right now you're not playing good. And it's scaring me. Now the Niners, you're one and two. Jimmy G, come on, let's go. You got a big game Monday night against the Rams. That is a huge game. You kind of don't want to lose that one. Now, fortunately, if you do lose that, you do go to Carolina, you do go to Atlanta, but you're on the road. Carolina's been playing very good defense, and you just don't know what Baker Mayfield you're going to see. And with the Falcons, they have played hard. And, of course, you see the Chiefs and the Rams also on their schedule. So they get the Rams twice before the bye week. So after the 30th, they don't have to deal with the Rams for the rest of the season, which is good for them. They have the Cardinals, uh, San Francisco, and the Seahawks. And then they get a couple of tough games, Dolphins, Bucks there as well so the Niners you got to figure it out they're not looking like a team that should, that could win a division but I want to go off track here that I don't have written down that's been on my mind and I want to talk about the Rams real quick you know do I believe the Rams win the division no I have this feeling that they will well well I think so um Stafford he has to limit the turnovers yes but I think the, with them having uh, that defense, they have a very good chance. They have the one-two punch finally playing uh, with each other in the running back tandem. Now, Cooper Cup, hey, you double him, it looks like Soronic is going to be like that second guy. Uh, Allen Robinson is going to be like that end-zone guy. But it's very tough to run zone with Cooper Cup out there. And you kind of don't want to run man either because Stafford's very good at throwing the ball over the top. you got to figure out a way. But I think, you know, they have a very interesting playbook. Even with Stafford playing this bad as far as not getting touchdowns, you know, that that stuff, I think this team is still, you know, very tough to beat. Aaron Donald's out there. Bobby Wagner's getting some sacks, if y'all haven't noticed. But that that's a team that's I think I'm, I'm a little scared of. And maybe they get a receiver, you know, maybe somebody let, you know, let a receiver go that's on another team, and then they go. So, you know, that was just a little side note. Just wanted to throw that in there. But the Raiders, you know, the big surprise is them being the the only 0-3 team in the league. They're 0-3, but why? They're having a problem scoring in the red zone. Have... Yeah, Devontae Adams is having a, a hell of a year. Matt Collins is doing good. Uh, he, he's their leading receiving in yards. You know, yeah, Devontae Adams has been kind of non-existent since the first game. When he was just going berserk. Have they figured him out? I mean, it seems like they're missing throws here. Derek Carr is not having a good completion percentage. And that's key. you got to be able to do that. Now, see some drops. Wallace dropped the pass. I mean, he's missed Waller a couple of times. Renfro isn't the same receiver as I thought he was going to be. He needs to figure that out. But they have competed. They just seem to compete when it's the fourth quarter, which they need to come out come out firing early. That's Jacob still looking for a touchdown as well. Uh, so keep that in mind, uh, prop betters. Uh, Max Crosby, uh, the only guy with a sack. He has two of them. So also keep that in mind. They can't get after the quarterback. They can't force turnovers. That's also a problem. And, and once they do that, I mean, Harmon's able to get one, and uh, I believe Robertson got one. But they get in field goal range. You need more touchdowns instead of field goals. 
Come on, Raiders. Turn it around. You're 0-3. Now, I will read off the schedule to you. This is what they have. Um, Broncos, of course, is nice and Chiefs. These are two important games. You've already lost the division game against the Chargers. You've competed. Um, Broncos, Chiefs, big-time games. The Chiefs game is the next Monday night game uh, on the 10th. And then you get a bye week. Maybe you can figure things out. You don't want to go 0-5, though, where, hey, if they do go 0-5, this is where maybe they start winning games. Texans, Saints, Jacks, Colts, got Broncos, Seahawks. My Chargers could be over with. Yeah, they get Rams. Patriots not good. Steelers not good. Niners might not be good. The Raiders still have a good chance to, to turn this around. And, you know, you don't see that. You're 0-3. You don't really like that. But, hey, it's, it's whatever happens there. And now I want to discuss the uh, Cowboys and Giants game. Because, I mean, for what was worth, the first, the first half was pretty boring. But the second half, it was able to... Uh, you know, present more, you know, fireworks or whatever. But the Cowboys win again. They're 2-1. You know, uh, they were able to run the ball. Tony Pollard looked good. Ezekiel Elliott looked good. Uh, and CeeDee Lamb actually looked like a number one receiver for this team that he has to be. And Noah Brown is coming off as that second receiver. But with Cooper Rush, they're, they're running the ball, you know, the way they're supposed to with that. They have to keep that going because... If they run the ball when they get Dak back, I think the Cowboys could be unbeatable because that defense is very, very solid. You've seen three sacks from D-Law. He just made, oh my gosh, Evan Neal looked like a, I don't know. That, that was the big surprise. He didn't look good. Uh, Saquon, you know, he, hey, he, she's showing up here, but I'm really not a fan of Daniel Jones, and they can't protect him. And unfortunately, uh, Sterling Shepard is out for the year. ACL injury. It, it sucks, and it was uh, near the end of the game. But I, I like I like how the Giants play on defense. They, they they give you a little fight, and now they get ready for the Bears. You know, so you know as a Giant, if you're a Giants fan, you know it's not lost. You beat the Bears. Hey, you're three and one. Try to compete against Green Bay. Uh, that's going to be the, the London game on the ninth, and then uh, compete against the Ravens. I think you got a good shot, at least against the Ravens. If you were to lose to, I mean, beat the Bears. You have a good shot to get your four wins. You get ready for the Jackson Seahawks. So, and as for the Cowboys, show you two and one. You get the Commanders. Who, yeah, they looked very disappointing in the last game, and then you go to the Rams, which could be a very big game, and then you go to the Eagles, which is a very big game. And you have to win these games here. These are tough games, but you got to at least pull two out of the three. Because the Commanders are, you know, they're in a the must-win as well. So. You want to beat the Commanders, get ready for the Rams and Eagles. Your defense is going to come to play against those teams, which I can't wait for those games. And then, of course, the Lions, Bears. But, hey, you win two of those three, hey, who knows what happens with Lions and Bears. And then you get the bye week, get ready. Maybe Dak will be back by then, and you're looking formidable to compete in these games. So those are my uh, quick hitters in the uh, NFL. uh, And... uh, I will get some other hitters next. Gonna take a little break, and then we will have the picks and see how we end this show. The picks are in. I went 54, 57, and two. This is throughout the year. I said I'm gonna get better. I didn't do bad last week. In which I have the record right here at 19, 17, and 1. So, hey, I will take a positive record. I'm going to do better the next week. Um, well, this week coming up. And, of course, we, we do the top 25. If you're new to Express Yourself, the top 25 teams, we have a nice little spreadsheet for you. Not all of them. Sometimes they be kind of... Uh, yeah, they're facing a bad opponent, don't have a spread up. I don't usually see a spread until Saturday, well, Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever. But we start with BYU, Utah State. And this is a Thursday game. Uh, so it's BYU playing Utah State. They played last year, Utah State covered the spread. But Utah State not looked pretty good so far this year. BYU looks more presentable. Uh, so I'm going to just take them minus 24 and a half. 
Washington UCLA. This is going to be a hell of a game uh, on Friday night, 10:30 p.m. I'll probably be getting home towards the end of the game, uh, but I like UCLA. It's at three points right now. I see two and a half. When I wrote it down, it's at three, so that's final uh, showdown. It has three, but it it went down to two and a half. So you guys be very careful. But you know what really shapes me for UCLA to winning this game is that they have a pretty decent quarterback and Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, he's a dual threat, so you know what comes with that. Washington be able to stop them. It's going to be a hell of a game. Both quarterbacks are dual threats. So that's a game to watch out for. Give me UCLA plus three. Um, Purdue at Minnesota. Minnesota only getting, only getting 12. This game was always competitive. And I think Purdue, they have a pretty decent offense and a decent defense to, to keep up. You know, it's good to see Minnesota. I think they're one of the top defenses. It's crazy that these Big Ten teams have great defenses. But I'm going to side with Purdue here um, to, to kind of keep it going. You know, I like O'Connell. Uh, I think he's out, though. Uh, but Austin Burton uh, should be able to to get some work done for this team. He's a big-time quarterback. That's why I'm going to take them plus 12 and a half. This starts the Saturday afternoon action. Michigan at Iowa. I'm a little bit scared, you know, to take Iowa plus 11. But Iowa being at home, it's not a neutral side game like it was when they played for Big Ten Championship. But J.J. has some growing up to do. I'm a little scared. But Iowa, very, very good defense. One of the top defenses. you got to love it. Um, but, and, and I'll say, it, there might be the number one scoring defense. It looked like how Georgia was. So, I'm going to take Iowa plus 11. This is an under I like. And I would tease the under in this game. If one once I do a teaser, but I do like the under itself anyway. Oklahoma TCU, Oklahoma's getting six and a half. They kind of let me down, but they played them very well last year. I know it was a different team last year, but TCU is a a pretty a pretty good offense here. They can score points, and I don't like how Oklahoma defense looked last week. So I'm gonna take TCU plus six and a half. This should also be a good game. We got some good twelve o'clock action that you can just fumble through. Great Saturday this would be. Kentucky, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is getting seven. Um, and they're the 14th ranked team. Now, Ole Miss is a very good offensive team. Now, the thing about Kentucky is they can pass the ball, uh, but they can't run it. And I think this is where Ole Miss' uh, strong point is, is defending the pass. And they're a pretty good defense, too. As, as uh, Kentucky is, too. But I don't think Kentucky can stop the run. Give me Ole Miss in this one to cover uh, uh, cover the spread. Cover the seven. I mean, I don't like seven. Give me Kentucky. Never mind. I'm changing my pick to Kentucky. Texas Tech. Just Kentucky to cover. I think Ole Miss win again. Texas Tech at Kansas State. Kansas State is now a ranked team. Uh, and they're 25th best team. They're going against Texas Tech. Now, I like Texas Tech's offense. I think they're a, a passing team, but this Kansas State team can defend the pass. And it's going to take a, a big effort on the road for Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech can stop the run, and that is what Kansas State can do. So, if Texas Tech can control this rushing attack, I think Texas Tech will be fine to cover that eight. That is the number that is at. That's why I like the eight. A lot of underdogs are like in the 12 o'clock uh, notion at the top 25 teams. Oregon State and Utah. Uh, Utah's getting 10. They're going against the Oregon State team that uh, has a pretty good offense. Now, Utah's offense is a little better, but Utah's defense I do enjoy. And with Oregon State, they want to be able to pass the ball. Now, if if Utah can stop the run, I think this is going to be way worse. This is a revenge game as well because what happened last year, you've got to love the conference play games that you get. But give me Utah. If I tease, I'll probably do Oregon State, or I might just tease Utah, because I think Utah wins this game. It's going to be a hell of a good game. Wake Forest and Florida State. This is a teaser game that I like Florida State to get their uh, little rematch there, the ACC matchup. I think Florida State's playing very good ball, very good against the pass, and that's pretty much Wake Forest's offense. And they're not a, a team that runs the ball. I like Florida State cover the seven. I would tease them where all they got to do is win the game. You get them at a half point, 
Or if you want to just tease more, take them at plus one, plus one and a half, whatever. But I will feel confident in teasing to get them at the half point. Um, Northwestern and Penn State. Penn State did let me down, but I think Penn State, you're at home. I know you let me down in your last home game. I'm not too fond of Northwestern. Your defense got to do a little better. But you're going to do a pretty good job against the run, which this team cannot do. Um, and they can't stop the pass, so that's I'm taking Penn State to cover that 20. Well, I got 26. It's at 25 now. So I'm just going down, kind of pay attention to that. Where you could tease Northwestern if you want. Oklahoma State and Baylor. This has always been a good game uh, to watch. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's offense is pretty good. The, the problem with Baylor is they can't stop the pass, but they're very good against the run. Um, but Oklahoma State is one of the best pass offenses in the nation. Uh, one of the best scoring offenses as well. So, But I like Baylor to win the game. Minus two and a half. I got to take it. I trust their defense a little more than what I trust Oklahoma State's defense. Now, I'm not a big fan of Baylor's offense. They can run the ball. The defensive side, uh, Oklahoma State's strong point is defending the run. So I'm still going to take Baylor minus two and a half. Teaser, Oklahoma State all day. I think their offense is good, though. Bama, Arkansas. This was a, a very good game last year. Bama won by seven points. And they're getting 17 tonight, well, uh, Saturday. Um, the, the thing is, Arkansas, this is a big-time game. They're 3-0 at home. Uh, Bama's only road test was against uh, uh, Texas, which they probably should have lost that game. I'm going Arkansas to cover this 17-point spread. It's going to be a hell of a game. Alabama did not show me that they can win on the road convincingly yet, so I got to just roll with Arkansas. Rutgers, Ohio State. Ohio State getting 40 and a half points. We look very good against Wisconsin. I think we covered a 40 and a half. Rutgers is worse than what they were last year, and we blew them out last year. So give me Buckeyes until they show me that they can't play offense anymore. Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Mississippi State is three and a half point favorites, and this is going to be—they're going to be so close. <coughs> Excuse me. Texas A&M is going to cover the three and a half. I mean, Mississippi State covered three and a half, but I think Texas A&M. You tease them, you get nine and a half, ten points if you can. It's kind of close. But what what makes me like Mississippi State is that they can pass the ball. Now, Texas A&M, one of the best defensive teams against the pass, which gives them the edge. But the Texas A&M offense is non-existent, and they're known to run a ball in which Mississippi State can stop it. That's why I like Mississippi State. In which this game could go under, too. It's 44 and a half. Pay attention to the under. It could be that type of game. NC State and Clemson. This is also a game that can be low scoring. Last year, NC State won by six points. It's at six and a half. This year, their defense, NC State's defense, is very, very good. And we still got to respect Clemson's defense. Both teams can stop the run, which means I'm going to take the under in this game. But... I got the spread here, NC State plus six and a half. And it's kind of trickier because Clemson, they know how to cover these little spreads. This will be a test for NC State. You got to go to Clemson this time, and this would be big. NC State could move up big time depending on how they play Clemson. This is a big time night game for them. Georgia, Mizzou. Georgia kind of had a little letdown last week, huh? And let Kent State score a lot of points. And I was like, yeah, uh, combined uh, three teams they played, 10 points in total. And Kent State scores 20 or whatever it was. But still respect this defense. They're not the number one defense like they were last year. But they're still a good defense. No type of offense for Mizzou. Give me Georgia, minus 28. Uh, Yep, they're still right there as we speak. Give me that. Georgia Tech in Pittsburgh. Georgia Tech gets a new coach. That's why I'm going to take Georgia Tech plus 22. I don't like the spread of 22, and Pitt has already lost a home game. I know that Georgia Tech is only one on the road, but give me Georgia Tech. I respect their pass defense. I know Pitt wants to run the ball. If they do control the run, though, 
That's where the problem would be. But 22, I'm going to take it. Georgia Tech, new coach. I'm, I'm uh, you know my rule. Arizona State, USC. USC, remember they got upset about Arizona State last year. They let their coach go Arizona State. But I think USC, they've been blowing out teams outside of last week. They're going to continue that. They got to show some dominance. Give me the minus 25. Stanford, start. Stanford, Oregon. Oregon, man, 17. Stanford won last year. This could be a game. Oregon wants to get their, their rematch. I am not a fan of Oregon's defense. They can't stop the run. Stanford's strong point isn't the run. It's the pass. Give me Stanford plus 17 in this one. We're moving on to the pros. And good luck to, to, to us, all of us. You guys listen in. Bro. I'm going to eventually start getting hot. My record's going to be big time great. And it's going to start here this week. Last week, hey, I was positive. This week, I think I'm going to continue being positive. The game tomorrow, Dolphins, Bengals. Like I said earlier, I like Cincy. You give them four points. I don't know how, how uh, two is going to be. Bengals' problem is they can't protect uh, Jabura, but this is where the Bengals, this is a must win for him uh, because they're definitely going to need this game um, with the Ravens playing the Bills and you got to see if they win. I think the Browns beat the Falcons. So, you know, you got these games where you got to win your non-divisional games before you get ready for them divisional games. You're already, I think they already lost them, right? Yeah, you lost to the Steelers. So, yeah, you got to get some wins here. And plus, I think I think the Bengals are ready for this. This is must win for them. I know Joe Burrow is going to be ready. Seahawks-Lions, the game I will be at, minus four and a half Lions. It's going down. It was at seven when I saw Sunday night. And now it went all the way down to four and a half. Lions got a lot of injuries. I just don't think the Seahawks are good. They're traveling from the West Coast, coming here. Give me the Lions minus four and a half. They should win this game. Uh, Vikings Saints. This is the London game. This will be on NFL Network. I will be tuned into this game while I am at Ford Field because I'll be there early. Hopefully, they got the game on where I don't have to use my phone. But I like the Saints plus three. Any any of these games that's like this, I think it'll be a tight game. Saints could possibly win this game, and there's no hate towards the Vikings. Uh, but the Saints are in a must-win fashion here. The Vikings were able to win two divisional matchups, and it seemed like are they going to be able to win games outside of the division? where that would be the question. I think the Saints win this game. This is big time must win. Even though I don't trust Jameis Winston, but I really don't trust Kirk Cousins either. Chargers, Texans, five and a half. My rule is take the dog, five and a half. Chargers, lots of injuries. I like the way the Texans have been fighting. And I think they can get a win here. The Texans can. I would be upset. But I like the Texans plus five and a half. Bears, the Giants. I think the Bears are very bad, and David Montgomery, be- Montgomery, being injured, I believe that's the issue. And the Giants' defense is that good. Justin Fields is bad, and Daniel Jones is bad too. So yeah, I know you're like, oh, take the Bears plus three. I'm gonna take the Giants. Give me that team. Jacks, Eagles. This is a big game. Six and a half. The Eagles are getting. Right now, Trevor Lawrence has thrown more touchdowns than Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Jags have been able to run the ball more. And I actually like Christian Kirk right now. Now, A.J. Brown had his great game against the Lions since then. has not been good. I like the Jags here. They can compete offensively with this team. I think they're the best rushing defense, which means they stop the run. But right now, the Eagles are doing better on passing the ball than they are running the ball. But they're still running the ball pretty effectively. But I'm going to take Jacksonville because they're going to be focused in on the run where they're going to force Jalen Hurts to beat them. And the Jags are going to be everywhere. Give me Jags plus six and a half. That's my favorite pick of the weekend. Jet Steelers. Zach Wilson is back. Going against Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky hasn't been great, but this is where it kind of like a letdown because if Mitch Trubisky does bad, here it comes. Uh, the rookie Kenny Pickett and that's where this offense could possibly start getting things going but the Jets offensively have been very good they're going to need to do something still this offense got to do something their defense hasn't been good they should have lost that Bengals game and the Steelers should be 0-3 the Jets look like the better team right now so give me the Jets plus 3.5 that's kind of what I have to say right Browns and Falcons. 
the Falcons, they're they competing games. I think this is what they do. And if you want to tease, you can take the Falcons plus, you know, seven and a half. But I would feel more safe where I can get Cleveland at plus five and a half because I think it would take a field goal to beat Cleveland if you're going to beat them. Because Jacoby Brissett has been fine for the team. And with Mari Cooper doing what he's doing, I trust this team more. Now, I know Cordero Patterson's been fun to watch. But Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, give me the Browns minus one and a half. I will tease them. I'm guaranteeing you I'm teasing them on Sunday to take the plus five and a half. Because I should have won my teaser last week, but I forgot to put the bet in. Uh, Titans, Colts. This is a big spot here. Ryan Tannehill, I feel, is playing a little better than Matt Ryan. But this team is not passing the ball. And that's the Titans. Derrick Henry, he's just getting stopped. They're going against a team that's very good against the run, and they're okay against the pass. This Rotana Hill gets you let the letdown spot. I like the Colts minus three and a half here to cover that spread. They probably win by a touchdown, you know, or more. I really feel that way, and this is where the Colts start getting that confidence. And that was a momentum thing too that they got with that win against the uh, Chiefs. They were all excited about that first win of the season against a team like the Chiefs. Commanders, Cowboys, big game here. Cooper Rush, he hasn't turned the ball over. No interceptions. Carson Wentz, he's still trying to get it going. Now I know Carson looks bad. They gotta get the running attack going. They can't run the ball. They're still elite passing. They're a top ten passing offense. Even though the Cowboys is a top five passing defense. But they can't stop the run. This is where Antonio Gibson, I think he could have a, a, a moment in this game here. Uh, I'm going to take Washington plus three. This is a huge game here. Um, Carson Wentz, you got to do better. Um, right now, it looks like the Cowboys is the better team, looking at how the Commanders play. But in the in the big game here, this is a big one for the Commanders. They don't want to go one and three and lose this game. It's just so much drama in the NFC East. I got to take Washington. Bills, Ravens, both teams are 2-1. Both quarterbacks playing very good. Now, the Bills are more of the passing team. Um, that's all the Bills are going to do. Stephon Diggs is getting a lot of touches. So is Mark Andrews from uh, the Ravens. The Ravens, they got to figure out if they want to run the ball. I know Lamar Jackson's taking most of that. Um... But see, the thing with the Bills, they score a lot of points. I know the Ravens is number one in scoring offense right now because of what happened the last two weeks. And it wasn't bad against the Jets. But I don't trust that defense. They can't stop the pass. I think Josh Allen has a field day. Give me Buffalo minus three because I don't trust that Ravens defense. And I think the Bills defense will be ready to play. Now they got to be healthy where that pick could be wrong. Now, if they're not healthy on that secondary, I'm going to tease the Ravens to make it plus nine or nine and a half. It's going to be plus nine and a half. I would go to the four o'clock games. There's only three of them, correct? Yeah, three four o'clock games. Cardinals, Panthers. This is also a big game here because Baker Mayfield has looked bad. Kyler's looked better than Baker. Just can't score touchdowns. They can't even run the ball. But for the Panthers, you're able to run the ball, and you just can't seem to get wins. Now, I know you won last week. Uh, this is a big one as well. But offensively, you can't throw the ball. That's a problem. Got to be able to throw the ball. Now, I know Cardinals defense hasn't been good. But with the Cardinals, they have played elite passing offenses versus where the Panthers have not. And they're not even top five, not even top ten in passing defense. And we're going to see what happens. I like Arizona plus one and a half. I think they're the better team. Go two and two. They need this. Carolina needs it too. Yes, but I don't think they're winning the division anyway. Arizona, for them to have a chance, got to win this game. Denver, Vegas. This is the toughest game for me. But remember, Denver was the underdog at home. Not an underdog on the road. It's kind of hard to not, you know take them plus two and a half but this is a teaser I like too to have them at plus nine plus eight and a half plus nine whatever because the Raiders they can't run the ball so you're forcing to throw the ball and Denver can stop the the pass now with the Raiders they can't stop the pass now I know Russell Wilson has looked bad 
you know, but I see better offense here, or at least they better, or I'm ripping their heads off next Wednesday, next episode. Uh, the, pa- the Patriots and the Packers, Brian Hoyer is going to be the starter. Aaron Rodgers got to figure out a way to, hey, let's get more touchdowns. Now, he's got Alan Lazard. He has been able to score in two straight games, Lazard. We're going to see what they do here. But the Patriots, they have a big issue. They're not covering the 10-point spread. Now, if that Mac Jones, if it was 10, 10 points, I'm taking it. I know it wouldn't have been with Mac Jones. He's been a, he's been a little eye-popping for me. He's made some good throws. Now, defensively, I still got to give Patriots pass defense credit. Um, but the rush defense is a little problem. A.J. Dillon, touchdown, guaranteed, book it, you guys. Uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, the Monday night game. Kansas City is the favorite one and a half. <clears throat> Mike Evans is back. Four Tom Brady, he needs him. Now Travis Kelsey, he probably will score a touchdown because he dropped one. He feels bad about it. Clyde Edwards Hilaire could also score. This could be one of those games where, hey, we might need some offense. 45 is the over-under, and the game will be in Minnesota, I believe. Now, I haven't gotten official word, and the probably word is out, and I haven't seen it yet. But I'm still taking Tampa Bay. I think they're just a better team. They play defense. They stop the run. They're going to have to stop Mahomes in that passing attack. But they're number one in scoring defense, and that's why I'm still rolling with Tampa Bay to win it all. And I'm probably the only delusional guy with all the Brady drama. But like I said earlier... When Brady has drama, he wins. Remember, he lost here in Detroit. And next thing you know, everybody's like, oh, Brady's done. And then what happened? Super Bowl win. Enough said. Monday Night Football, Rams, Niners. This is the game to watch because the Rams just can't beat the Niners. And they just beat them in the playoffs last year. Yes. But in the regular season, they can't. So this is just, this is going to be a hell of a game. But I'm taking the Rams because of what I said earlier. They look more dominant now. Can they stop the run? The Rams have shown that they've been a pretty decent run defensive uh, team, which is good. But the Niners, their defense has been spot on. So it's a little tough, but give me the Rams plus one and a half. I know I'm taking a little. This is going to be tough for me because Stafford hasn't looked that good in all these turnovers, and they might get after him because that old line isn't good which is kind of making me want to change my pick to San Fran. Uh, but I don't trust Jimmy G. But, hey, they might have a plan. Now, I could change it just for my office pool. But for this show, I'm keeping the Rams plus one and a half. And I'm sticking to it. Those are the picks. Alright, so I am approaching the end of this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. and uh, Taking my picks. And uh, any feedback, follow the uh, sports page, Express Yourself Podcast, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Twitter uh, gets all of the live feeds and games I'm watching. Uh, NFL Sunday is always the big one. But I'm going to be live at Fort Field, so it's going to be fun to uh, get some uh, nice tweets about that game and how fun it was. And I have a little story for you guys for episode five, and hopefully the Lions win. Uh, but um, Pujols got a 700 home run. You know, I went to sleep because it was a Saturday night. It was Friday night, one of these nights. And, and I was just like, okay, if you get it, you get it. You know, but I don't think so. Because, I mean, you're talking about getting two on uh, the Dodgers against the okay pitcher, you know? He's not a bum. And he so happens to get two in one game, hit 700. You know, I thought he would hit 700. Uh, and it was a great, it's a great milestone. He should have been hit 700. Uh, you know, just sitting on the path of him hitting 500 home runs, I was like, oh, he's he's gonna definitely go past, you know, Barry Bonds. But then he goes to the Angels and kind of screw himself. But you know, uh, it's still remarkable. Shout out to you, Pujols. 
Uh, Roger Federer had his last match in tennis. That was that's tough, you know, when you watch tennis, and it's already tough that we've seen Serena walk away. But, you know, a lot of tennis fans, they love to see the man's side, and you get Roger Federer, you know, Nadal's still there, Djokovic's still there. So, you have those guys, but you look at Murray, Andy Murray, I mean, he was fun to watch. And, you know, uh, Monfils was fun to watch. Now, Monfils ain't winning no uh, Grand Slam, but, I mean, he was still fun to watch. But, you know, you got Sissipas now, you got... These are young tennis players. They're out now, and even on the women's side, it's, it's fun. It's fun to even watch, and you know all that good stuff. So it, it sucked to see Roger Federer go away, uh, but you know he had a hell of a career. It was fun to watch. It's gonna be sad when the dog goes away. It's gonna be sad when LeBron goes away. And and the didn't think about the NBA. I'm not so sad about LeBron going away because it's gonna be good. The NBA is gonna be good for so long. And, you know, it's just like, okay, wow, you know, we had a show last season episode where I talked about Tom Brady, you know, his last, you know, that was his last hoorah, and it was just like, okay, wow, you know, Brady's gone, but I mean, he's back, but this is definitely going to be it, and it's going to suck, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, I grew up between Brett Favre, hell, even Ray Lewis, I wasn't big on football, you know, like that, you know, until the Jam Jackson incident happened, and then, voila, I'm a big football fan. And awaiting the next uh, incident and halftime show. Shout out to Rihanna also for getting the uh, halftime show. So you know a lot of a lot of us to be ready for that uh, Grammy Award winning uh, Rihanna. Rihanna is great. We know it. Um, I talked about Georgia Tech coach being fired, Jeff Collins, and the athletic director. You know, and, and it could be crazy where they could lose. I think I think where the athletic athletic director will leave and the team kind of still bad. But you know, hey, Georgia Tech, if you need a coach, go ahead and holler at Deion Sanders, possibly big Georgia guy. A uh, little little something I put on there. But I mean, I know he probably wouldn't want to leave uh, Jackson State or whatever, but. Now, hey, if it's a team he goes to that's not Jackson State, it's going to be Georgia Tech, I think. Uh, the Kansas State, uh, uh, Kansas, how about Kansas being 4-0? and Kansas football team 4-0. and I actually thought they was going to lose to Duke. I thought they was going to lose to Duke, uh, but, man, they're 4-0. They got Iowa State. I don't know, man. They're three-point favorites. They're... They're playing a very good offense, but I think this is a spot where, man, Iowa State might be able to get it get it done, kind of humble them. But, hey, if Kansas go 5-0, I know you're yeah, to get TCU, Oklahoma and Baylor, Oklahoma State. This is where the schedule gets real tough for them. But they're going to be very motivated. They're going to be at home against TCU. That could be the battle of the undefeated. And remember last year, it was a really close game. So I can you can kind of give them a shot. Now, unfortunately, they want to pass the ball a lot. Kansas does. I mean, run the ball a lot. Uh, so the good thing is Jalen Daniels is just so good. He's the dual threat running back. I mean, uh, uh, quarterback. And man, that that's where the rushing offense go too. I mean, the others are able to, to run the ball. Devin Neal. And Daniel Hishaw and 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 Morrison, they got a good tandem. So I'm just gonna be paying attention to Kansas because hey, if they beat Iowa State, maybe the committee will respect them, put them in the top 25, which would be huge. But they got a quarterback that y'all need to pay attention to. They got a good win against West Virginia and Houston, who are known to be better football teams than them. And I'll tell you this. Daniels looked good. He ain't turned the ball over. And that's what you need. You need a quarterback that don't turn the ball over. And you have that. You have all the shot in the world. But you got to remember, they have a dual threat uh, quarterback. So that's what's going to carry them to the edge. Kansas is a team that I'm looking at. I made fun of them last year. And now they're getting the last laugh for right now. And I got to give them respect. Hey, even if they lose them games, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, uh, uh, Texas, when, if they lose those games, hey, y'all had a hell of a season. I just need y'all to compete. I'm giving them a shout-out. They're going to get tagged uh, in my post about this episode because they get all of my respect. 
Salute to you guys, Kansas. Aaron Judge still has not hit a home run. It is 8-20 on a Wednesday night here in Detroit, Michigan. And, yeah, he still does not have a home run. He grounded out his last at-bat that I've seen. He flew out as well, and he did walk his first at-bat. So when will he hit the home run? I thought it would be tonight. It might still be tonight. Um, but this is where all eyes could be on him on Friday. He gets the day off when he gets Friday. Also, by the way, NBA preseason will begin. It's a 6 o'clock in the morning game with uh, Golden State, which is Japan, Golden State and Washington. So that's 6 in the morning, Friday. Uh, 6 in the morning our time. I will be up. I will be on the road. And I will be kind of tuned into this and seeing how that looks as they will be in Japan. But NBA is right around the corner, you guys. So get ready for that show. Hockey is around the corner. So I'll be nibbling some hockey, you know, talks going on as well if you're new to this podcast. But anyway, Aaron Judge, when does he get the home run? You know, they get the Orioles. They're at home. He's going to get it at home. If If he doesn't get it tonight, it could be the first game. They are going against Austin Walsh, though, who's been kind of okay, but he's been kind of shaky lately. Jordan Lyles is also up there and in that. But this is pretty much his chance, his last home game before the playoffs. But I'm a little bit scared of uh, my Yankees. You know we're going to have our uh, our uh, playoff talk for baseball next Wednesday uh, show. So it's going to be a little longer show because the show will – well, I will be talking as the season will be over with, as all the games will be playing next Wednesday. As all those games are over with, um, I will be, we will have the, the playoff matchup, and I can go right into it after I do my football talk. So just be ready for that on top of the picks, and then that's going to be how the show goes. We get ready for the MLB playoffs and seeing how everything's going to shape out. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, also excited for the Mets and Braves. They have a very important series uh, this weekend. Like I said, this was going to be the series you look at. Bassett and Fry, or Freed, however you pronounce his last name, that's going to be the Friday matchup. Now, I don't have the matchup in front of me for Saturday and Sunday, but you can only imagine who it's going to be Got to be the Grom up there. Has to be Scherzer. But if you're the Mets, you want to win that, you know, because you don't you want to be able to play the Grom and Scherzer for the first matchup, you know, for the first two games. Because I, I said it. I like the Mets, Mets to win it all. I think it's going to be Mets and the Yankees in the Royal Series. But I like the Mets to win it all. When you have the Grom and Scherzer, as long as they're out there and they're getting them together right on time, I think the Mets handles that very very well um so that's the that's the matchup I'm going to look forward to I'm going to miss it on Friday but I will be watching it on Saturday night and uh Sunday I would say I probably won't watch it uh but we get some NBA preseason basketball hockey preseason has already started uh, I don't think we got... Oh, I think we got one game. Memphis and Milwaukee will be on NBA TV preseason game uh, at the Forum. So, uh, that Saturday... NBA is back. I mean, seriously. Think about when the season is going to start. October 18th, you guys. That's the first day of the season. October 18th. Now, we're going to have the NBA preview show uh, on the 11th. October 11th, NBA preview. I mean, October 12th, I'm sorry, NBA preview. October 19th, when we do the show, I will be on when these games are on. It's going to be some very good fireworks games, especially Pelicans and Nets. That game's not going to be on ESPN. So you get your free NBA League Pass, you guys, if you didn't pay for the 2K to get it or if you didn't pay for League Pass. But I'm giving you a preview of some upcoming episodes, and that's going to be one of them, the preview of that. 
And uh, I always got to give you who I think is going to win it all. So on top of the preview show, I will give you the, who's going to win it all in hockey and in basketball. I know the hockey uh, season will start the day before, I believe, of that. So just so you know. But that ends this episode of Express Yourself. You guys have an amazing weekend, amazing evening, an amazing weekend. Enjoy football. Enjoy NBA preseason, NBA fans. I know some of you guys don't watch football and you're ready for the NBA, there you go. That NBA preseason, the Japan matchup, 6 a.m., Warriors-Wizards. Um, I don't know if it'll be on NBA TV, but it is at 6 a.m. I know people don't be up. I will be up. I'll kind of, you know, kind of see how it's looking, kind of get a little highlights going on, and then you got the weekend. Hey, it's going to be fun field action of sports. Be ready. Nothing like expression. So this season three, y'all, enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm.